Animals are cool. They're cozy. They're cute. They're cuddly. But they sure can smell. If any of you ever tried to housebreak a puppy, you understand what I'm talking about. And can you imagine that animals in a manger probably weren't housebroken very well? I'm going to read this passage to you because what Isaiah 9, 6, and 7 does is it starts off with a picture of what the Advent season ends with. Like the ultimate culmination of Christ coming as a baby is capsulized in these verses. And you'll also see in there it refers to David, which is what we've been talking about on Sunday morning, the life of David. And the whole point that I've been teaching our congregation is that the reason that life of David is so important is because Christ had to come from David's line and David had to be king for it to work. Because Christ had to be not only prophet and priest, but he also had to be king. So let's read this. For unto us a child is born, a son is given. The government shall be upon his shoulder, and his name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. And just reading that, I think about Messiah. I sang that in college, you know, when we had a traveling choir and I would sing this, you know, for unto us a child is born. And so those, those words are etched in my mind. And every time I read it, I, I have to fight from singing it in rhythm to the Messiah. But it's very grandiose when you sing it, right? You're in a choir that's all dressed up very nice. We always had tuxedos on and you've got the organ and the piano and a full orchestra going on. People are in their church bests and it's Christmas Eve and it's very high church. And you're trying to, you're trying to act out what it's going to be like in heaven. <clears throat> a child is born, a son is given, and the government should be on his shoulder. His name shall be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, the Everlasting Father, the Prince of Peace. Of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end. The throne of David and over his kingdom to establish it and to uphold it with justice and righteousness from this time forth and forevermore. The zeal of the Lord of hosts will do this. That doesn't sound like animal excrement, does it? And you know, we really enjoy our comfy, cozy Christmas. We enjoy our merry Christmas sayings to each other. We enjoy the eggnog. At least I enjoy the eggnog. 2% though. 2%. We enjoy the fireplace. Well, maybe not here in Sarasota, but <clears throat> our stockings are hung with, hung with care. They're spaced just right at my house across the mantle. My wife's very good at that. We enjoy the delicious dinner. We enjoy the presents. And you're lying if you say you don't. Oh, Christmas is about giving. No, it's not. Come on. Give me a break. You like the presents. We love to have ourselves a merry little Christmas, don't we? I mean, Christmas is fun. It's clean. It's comforting. It's comfortable. Well, the only reason that it can be that way, the only reason we can have our merry, warm, fuzzy, cozy Christmas is because it started messy, and then it got messy real quick, even more so in the middle. And it ended very messy on the cross. 
And so if we look through this, we understand first thing is it emerged from the mess of King David. And we've talked about it a little bit on Sunday morning, but David was a scoundrel. He had a lot of sin in his life and we've been hammering on it all the last 12 weeks. Christ's claim to the throne comes from that messiness. All the murder, the adultery, the intrigue, the betrayal, the scandal. Not only that, but we know that it was a kind of a scandalous birth because, you know, she was born, now he was born from a virgin and, she, you know, she had, hadn't been with her husband yet, but she was pregnant. Everybody could see it. So people who knew her, ah, what's going on there? Remember that? I mean, it was scandalous. Whose baby is this? It's not Joseph's. <coughs> and then we had that messy manger with all the animals. And, you know, the baby in a manger, it's, it's really just a food trough. There's no room in the end, so they're doing animal things, doing what animals do, leaving animal things behind. It's a mess. A newborn baby with smelly manger animals. It wasn't warm and cozy. There was no eggnog. There was no gifts until later when the three wise men came, maybe two years later. It was an unheralded beginning. It was a, does it sound like wonderful counselor, mighty God, everlasting father, prince of peace to you? <clears throat> there was the mess of his whole life. He never had a place to lay his head. Jesus on earth... The all-powerful God, the creator of the universe, was poor. By choice, but still. And that was a mess. Going from town to town, people wanting to kill him, people wanting to love him, people just wanting to touch his garment, chasing him, never getting a rest. I can't imagine him ever getting more three or four hours sleep a night. And then the mess of being hated by the religious, the very people that he seemed to supposedly to represent, <clears throat> they couldn't stand him. They wanted to kill him. And then you have the mess of being betrayed by Judas, then beaten and whipped, the crown of thorns, and crucified right along with criminals. What a mess. Bloody. Bruised. The scripture says, in fact, he was bruised for our iniquities. He carried our sorrows. And then you have the mess of him dying instead of us, but because of us. It's no wonder that he's called the man of sorrows, not the man of Mary, not the man of cozy, not the man of comfort, not the man of eggnog, but the man of sorrows. Messy. Painful, uncomfortable. But do you see how it ends? With this warm and cozy Christmas that we have grown to love and adore, that we have gone so fond of, that we cherish, the time with family, the time with friends, the time of year where it seems like even in the public square it's okay to be a Christian. Because you see, for Christ to clean up this mess that we had made of this world, he had to first get down 
in the mess with us. And not just ankle deep in it like, you know, is it hot mess? (laughs) No, he had to get in it in the mess up to his neck. Why? That's the only way you pull somebody out of it. It's like the mess of the world, the sin of man, had become like quicksand, sucking everybody and everyone that had any part of it down into its muck, into its mire. And Jesus says, I'll come as a baby, born in a manger with smelly animals. I'll be betrayed. I'll be poor. I'll die just so I can pull my church out of the mess. Look at this passage. And again, Isaiah says, the root of Jesse, that's talking about David, will come. Even he who arises to rule the Gentiles, in him will all the Gentiles hope. May the God of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing, so that by the power of the Holy Spirit, you may abound in hope. And here we begin to see this messy, this in reality, messy story of Christmas begin to transform itself and turn itself from messy to hopeful, from messy to powerful, from messy to peaceful, from messy to joy. And then this passage, I know it's small, but I'm going to read it to you. And if you can't see it, that's okay. Just kind of follow along as I read it. Listen to this. Knowing that you were ransomed from the feudal ways inherited from your forefathers. Ransom means you were bought back. You were rescued. Not with perishable things like silver or gold, but with the precious blood of Christ, like that of a lamb without blemish or spot. Out of the messiness came spotlessness. He was foreknown before the foundation of the world, but was made manifest in the last times for the sake of you, who through him are believers in God, who raised him up from the dead and gave him glory so that your faith and hope are in God, having purified your souls by your obedience to the truth for a sincere brotherly love, love one another earnestly from a pure heart. Since you have been born again, not of a perishable seed, but of imperishable through the living and abiding word of God. You know, to me, that would make a great Christmas carol. It's got all the ingredients, doesn't it? Peace, faith, hope, love, spotless. So, as we get ready to leave here and go home in a little bit, and enjoy our family, and enjoy our friends and our gifts, our Christmas cookies. Oh, I love the Christmas. My wife makes the best Christmas cookies. She has to hide them. I'm not kidding you. She hides them from me because she'll make like 60, and they'll be gone in a day or two. I'm not joking. As we get ready to go home and enjoy all that stuff, remember... If I could, if I could try to do this tonight, if I can communicate this effectively enough, try to put in the corner of your mind a reminder of the messiness. As you enjoy the coziness, remember the messiness in the back of your head. Remember how it started messy, how it got messier, and how it ended in the messiest way possible, with innocence shedding its blood, 
but how a spotless lamb of God emerged to save us from our messy ending of well-deserved judgment. If not for the greatest gift of all, an all-powerful, loving, perfect God being willing to get messy so that we might be blameless, even spotless, dare I say, even cozy in his sight. Because before the messiness of Christ, the only way we could approach God is if he were our judge and it wasn't going to end cozy. No eggnog. But because Christ came, got neck deep in the messiness, starting with the manger and his whole life, he emerges as the spotless lamb of God and the scripture says we become blameless, even spotless in his sight. And our relationship with heavenly dad turns from judge to daddy. Cozy. Warm. Comfortable. Mary, with peace and hope and love and joy as he ripped us out of our own messiness like only a spotless lamb could.